Welcome to the Brighter Skies podcast with Gary Ware. This podcast is to inspire everyone to become the person they're meant to be, to take action and to realise life doesn't always go to plan. Gary will be speaking to successful entrepreneurs who will share the good, the bad and the ugly of building business and what to do to keep moving. Having left school with just two GCSEs, he achieved his aspiration to be a manager on the Red Arrows. Gary is all about assisting others to grow whilst he is now embarking on his next adventure. We will bring you inspiration with a dose of true insight and reality. Let's grow stronger together by learning from the journeys of the successful and knowing that there are always brighter skies ahead. So hello, welcome to my first ever podcast. This is the Brighter Skies podcast. And today we're joined with Ellie McKay, who's an entrepreneur, a fellow podcaster, a property investor and a public speaker. Hello, Ellie. Hi, and thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be your first ever guest. Yeah, it's amazing. Thank you. Uh, and for those that don't know, Ellie uh, inspired me into doing this. So thank you for inspiring me. Uh, and the whole premise of this is to sort of give back to the community that I'm in, uh, give back to the people that are on their journeys. And I think you're perfect for it. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Uh, so for those for those that don't know you, um, would you please just introduce yourself just for the benefit, that, benefit of those? Oh, gosh, how far do we go back? Well, well <laughs> I'll not take you back the full 38 years Gaz because we've, we've not we've not got that much time but um, <laughs> let, let me take you back to when we first got started in property um my now husband Mark and I were actually in our early 20s um, it was back in 2006 and we were both in sort of relatively mediocre job, jobs at that time. We were, we were always quite ambitious. We knew we wanted more. We were full of the entrepreneurial spirit, but um, we didn't have a clue, basically. And we got ourselves involved with an off-plan development. And it was literally off the back of sitting there in a beanbag in our living room and Googling get rich quick. So I'm sure your li listeners will not be terribly surprised to know that it didn't particularly pan out. <laughs> um, the, the development got flooded. The whole thing was pushed back a few years. And the reality was by the time it was built, we were smack bang in the middle of a recession. So a property that should have been worth £195,000 was getting valued at £60,000. So the whole thing was a bloody disaster. And um, I think at one point we had to, to raise over 40 grand in about six weeks just to meet our minimal legal obligations. And we did it. I don't know how we did it, but it's amazing what you can achieve when your back is against the wall. But um, it, it definitely took its toll on my mental health. Uh, and I think it's safe to say I became very risk averse after that. So. It wasn't really until years later that we decided to um, even consider property again. It was back in 2018. By this point, my husband already had an established electrical business. He'd had that for, um, for about 10 years. And I'd always kind of looked at the way, I don't know if you can relate to this, but like when the alarm went off on a Monday morning, he would literally leap out of bed. 
Whereas when it went off for me, I'm just thinking, oh my God, you know, here we go again, just going back to my mundane job, working in the prison, you know, not, not really getting anywhere fast, lots of bureaucracy, lots of red tape, you know, um, just constantly trying to process paperwork. It became more about the paperwork and less about the prisoners. And, you know, I'd been fed up for a long time and I was actually made redundant whilst I was on maternity leave. And that was the catalyst for everything for us. Uh, that was the point where we decided to get back into property, but we decided we were going to do things very differently this time, and we got ourselves educated. Um, everybody thought we were mental. Um, property education gets, gets a bit of a bad reputation. You know, it wasn't really something I'd ever heard of. It wasn't in the personal development space. Um, we had a lot of people in our life that, that told us that we were crazy. Uh, my youngest child was only a few months old at the time. Um, there was a lot of comments like I should be focusing on my children. There'll be plenty of time for that when the kids are older. Uh, what about Brexit? There's no money to be made in property anymore. Um, all, all this kind of thing. But we refused to be judged by the limitations of others. And I literally spent the last bit of our redundancy money, my redundancy money, and invested that into our property education, which, you know, let's be honest, it was a huge risk. It was a gamble. Um, but it was the best thing that we, we could have ever done. And within four days of doing that property training, we bought two properties and we've, we've never looked back. Yeah, amazing. So I'd heard, I'd heard that before. So that's going to be great for everybody else because I find that the community that we're in, there are people that are still risk averse and they listen to these anti-success anti cultures, the people that say you can't do it when you can. And that's why I'm glad I've got you on here to, to show that you can do it. And especially as you did it, I think you mentioned, was your youngest five months old as well when you went through your training? Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, the thing is, and I suppose this is quite an important point, there is never a perfect time. If we are waiting for all our ducks to be in a row to take action, it, it will never come. You know, I had three children under the age of five. Our electrical business was just recovering from, um, you know, financial ruin when a, a big contractor had went under owners a significant amount of money. Um, on paper, this was the worst time to, to be setting up a business. And, you know, I'm not a property educator myself, so I feel like I can be quite object, objective with this. And in any industry, there's good and bad. And we do have a tendency to, to focus all our energies on, on the bad as opposed to, to the good. But it, it, for, for me, it was about so much more than just property. It was, it was all the stuff on the mindset, the personal development, the focus on health. And... Don't get me wrong, after this training, people thought we'd joined a cult. But you know what, Gaz? If it's a cult, then it's not a bad cult, is it? A cult where people are encouraging you to achieve financial independence, to uh, work on your mindset, to look after your physical health, to um, open my eyes to spirituality, which was just an alien concept to me at that point. So if it's a cult, I'm happy to be in a cult. Yeah, I get, I get similar. So mine is... I'm part of a pyramid scheme. I'm feeding all my money up to the top and I'm not going to see any, see any of it, which is a mindset thing. They just don't understand. I'll work at it. I don't mind that people do this um, because the more that they're in the rat race and everything, I can try and inspire them to get out and, and show them a better way by them seeing my success. And as well, this podcast. So I think it's, it's this is going to be great for everybody because they can understand that everybody's come from humble beginnings. Everyone I've spoken to in this community have come from humble beginnings. And everybody has, had, has got their own story um, where they've had to battle through it. And that's, that's the whole premise of it, because I want people to understand it's not easy. And even, even though you had a pretty crappy start, 
um, with the off plan going into uh, negative equity. Um, but did you have any any other areas where where you thought, God, this is this is too bad. How can we keep going? And then how did you keep going? Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, so so this is the thing. Um, and anyone who follows me on social media will know I, I try my best to keep it real because there's a lot of smoke and mirrors about, you know, and, and, and I personally have made the decision. I never share uh, details of specific deals in terms of the numbers. And, and I've got no issue with other people doing that at all. But the reason that I don't do that is because I feel like it's uh, very one dimensional because we could flip an HMO and um, like one, one of our HMOs that we're doing at the minute, it's, um, it's, it's a big 10 bed, it's got a couple of commercial units and that's going to be over a 200 grand profit. Now that's fantastic. What that's not showing you is quite a few things. How many staff we're paying every single month, 16 staff two lots of premises, all our insurance, all our outgoings. The, the, the other property deal where we had where the builder screwed us over or where we had to get rid of our project manager because the quality of the workmanship was absolutely shocking and we had to go in and, and pretty much start from scratch and take all our own personal profits out to make sure our investors still got, you know, still got there. So I, I, I think um, I, I do try to keep it real because mindset you mentioned that it's something I'm probably more passionate about than property because I've, I've struggled with postnatal depression I've struggled with just many forms of depression you know whatever label you want to put on it um life is tough um, especially during this stupid era of COVID-19 and lockdowns and vaccine passports and everything else you know every single person um, and the planet has, has been affected in some way or another by what we're going through. And, and mental resilience is, is something that's um, really important to me because I, I mentioned we got those two properties within four days, but it, it certainly hasn't been an easy journey since then. I can give you countless examples. You know, we, we were selling off a portfolio. It was going through legals. We were meant to be getting a um, 70 plus grand payday, the, the, the guy backed out at the very last minute, we've, we've had that happen, we've had, um, we, we'd actually been working with a, a billionaire investor uh, for over a year structuring, um, like we're basically setting up a, I don't know what you call it, like a fund basically, and they were going to back every single one of our projects, we were working with them on a fixed return basis, their acquisition costs, our refurb costs, um, it was like, you know, it was, the, the golden goose basically and, and this had been many many meetings uh, in person over the phone um, like I say it was with, with you know, both sets of solicitors and the Friday before Boris locked us down on the Monday he basically we just got an email not even a phone call saying that they were completely backing out uh, we had we had 10 properties going through legals at the time and we were reliant on that funding um, so, yeah, it's definitely not been easy, but I genuinely believe that it doesn't always feel like this at the time. Uh, so that, that, that's the caveat here. It doesn't feel like that at the time. But every time we've had one of those experiences, the learnings that we have got have been absolutely priceless. Because for us to have naively put ourselves in a situation where we were reliant on one person to fund those de deals and not have a, a plan B in place, um, you know, it was it was very amateur and it was something that, Actually, I'm very glad we identified relatively um, quickly in terms of how long we've, we've been in the game for, because we we absolutely wouldn't be in that situation again. Yeah, it, 
and and this is again i keep mentioning it this is going to be gold for everybody else because people are getting stuck so I, I find that i'm in a community that i've got people that are in advanced investors and people that are just starting out and the people that are just starting out are looking up and pedestalizing anybody who's been a success which is quite rightly so they've done it so they've done the training they want the success it's all about the middle bit so everything that you've just said is is the middle bit it's the tough bit and they've got to suck it up and they've got to understand that they've got to suck it up and i know that's a harsh word to say but they've got to remember to surround themselves i think with with people that they can chat to and discuss to help their mental health somebody that can say i'm struggling here or i'm struggling there or listen to a podcast listen to your podcast so listen as if if you've not um found ellie yet get ellie on uh, her podcast it's called on a mission um definitely worth a listen um, so, Can yeah, I just? I think, j- j- oh, sorry, Gaz. There was a bit yeah, more there. I, I was just going to say um, uh, again. I feel like I, I probably don't emphasise this point enough when I'm doing podcast interviews and things like that because I do talk about the shift in my mindset. Because three and a half years ago, I was struggling to leave the house. I was having panic attacks. Uh, life was a real challenge. So. For me now to be at a point where I can speak at Wembley in front of hundreds of people, you know, in a, a confident manner and, and, and to have, like, to me, that's more of a success. Yes, we've got our own multi-million pound property portfolio. We're currently working on a multi-million pound development. Success to me has never been about money in the bank. It, it's it's about that. This is going to sound a little bit woo-woo, but I don't know how else it, it's about the inner peace. It's about the happiness because without that, you're laying the foundations on sand. However, I don't want people to, to mistake that we, we've just sat there manifesting all this stuff. You know, there's been hard work. There has been commitment. People want to replicate what we've got, but they don't always want to replicate what we've done to achieve it. Now, I mentioned I spent every last penny of my redundancy money on my education. The other thing that we did was we sold our family home. We moved into a rental and we invested every single penny we had in the world into our property business and that massively accelerated our success now i'm not suggesting that the listeners go and do that we've all got our own different risk profiles but people will say to me ellie you know i i want to you know i want a bit of what you've got but i i don't i'm not doing the social media bit or i'm not doing the public speaking bit or you know i'm i'm not willing to and how much i mean this year i've spent over forty thousand pounds on my own personal development on my my own professional um education so but people like oh yeah no i I want what you've got but i I don't necessarily want to have to do that you know these things are a scam and they think well okay yeah i'm not here to tell people what to do i'm just here to tell people what i've done yeah, exactly. And, and I think it's part of the process. It's a rites of passage. Yes, you do your training, you invest some time in yourself, and then you've got to put in the hard work to see the results. And the more results you get, the easier it becomes. So going back to what we've just um, chatted about there, um, I wanted to talk about the power of positioning. Now we've chatted about this in person uh, and the importance, and I loved it when you said, it's not, it's not what you know. Um, so if you'd like to elaborate on that, because I think you say it so well. Yes. Um, so I, one of the best bits of advice I got when I did my property training on, on day one, one of my mentors said to me, you're a marketer first and everything else second. And that's irrelevant of whatever sector you're in. Because yet yeah, to, to go back to the point you made there, it's not what you know. It's not who you know. It's who knows you. 
And I'm a firm believer in this because the more people who know who you are, the more people that recognize your name, the more opportunities you're create, creating for people to do business with you. And of course you can come, become successful without putting yourself out there. But personally, I'm looking for the, the path of least resilience. And through putting myself out there on social media, we raised four million pounds within a 12 month period just off one social media platform, just off LinkedIn. And had we not done that, we wouldn't be where we are today because that's funded our own mid seven figure property portfolio. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And I totally agree. Um, so I'm, I'm similar to yourself. I sold my property and moved into rental just so I could then set up a business. So we took all the equity out of it. I then put myself through training. Now I'm following very similar, similar route to yourself um, without knowing you, but before, before I found um, what you were doing. So I'm on my journey, but probably years behind where you are, uh, just setting everything up. And, and again, I'm just learning about the power of positioning and the power of social media. And I think there are a lot of people out there that are fearful of putting themselves in front of a camera or just putting out what they do. Um, because there are, like what you, I think you've mentioned it before in one of your podcasts, it's anti-success culture. Mm. How do you get around that? Do you, do you care? Or have you had to work hard not to care? Yeah, you have to work hard not to care. Um, and, and you'll get people that are, we've all got like, we're all in different runs of the ladder. And you can look at somebody like Rob Moore, you know, who's, who's prolific on social media. He's probably one of the, the top influencers that, that we've got in this country. And he, he will be at a point now where it's waters off the duck's back. Um, but everything's relative to where you are. And God, I, I remember the first time I got trolled. Bearing in mind, I had no self-confidence. I had no self-belief. It was a real comfort zone stretcher. I remember doing my first video for LinkedIn and it literally was a, a two-minute video. I can't even remember what it's about. And you'll not find it because I've deleted all the old videos now. They're, they're long gone. But it took me the best part of a day to do this video because of my own insecurities. I'd watch it back, you know, that's crap. No, I don't like this. No, I don't like that. And uh, I uploaded this video and um, somebody, somebody very first video, somebody put a comment on it saying, um, basically, oh, look at the state of you with your lopsided lip. You speak like Miss Moneypenny. So I'm watching this video back and I, it must have been a nervous thing. Well, I'm kind of speaking a little bit with my mouth to one side and Apparently, that's what Miss Moneypenny from Thunderbirds does. I've, I've subsequently found out who that is. And, you know, it really knocked me. You know, I, I hadn't, I didn't have a great deal of confidence to start with. It, it really put me off um, doing any more videos. But I suppose something that I'm, I'm good at, um, I'm, I'm great to tell you all the things I'm not good at. One of the things I am good at is, is facing the fear and doing it anyway. And I think that's one of the main reasons I'm quite open about my battles with mental health, depression, confidence, because people sort of see me now. And bear in mind, this is only three and a half years ago. I'm not, you know, I'm not professing to have been in the industry for decades. I mean, I'm not, I'm not counting 2006 when we lost all that money. That, that, was, that, was, that was quite amateur. But people look at uh, me on stage or, or talking confidently on a podcast and there is a tendency to think, well, it's all right for you, but I'd rather be behind the scenes. You know, I'm not comfortable doing that. So by me sharing how I feel and the struggles, uh, hopefully it'll help to inspire or motivate somebody to take that first step. And it's crap. When you stick your head above the parapet, it, I don't agree with it. 
Uh, I don't agree with it at all, that just because you're putting yourself out there, you're, you're open to pot, pot shots. But sadly, that, that's the world that we live in. Um, but I think it, it's about, everything's about perception. So firstly, I'd say just because somebody doesn't agree with something you say, it doesn't necessarily make them a, a troll or a hater. It just means they've got a difference of opinion to you. So if that's the case, then I'm always open to engaging in a, you know, a bit of a, a two-way discussion because we're all entitled to our opinions and it's good for your algorithms as well, let's be honest. Uh, but if someone's just been horrible and, and nasty and talking about your physical appearance or, yeah, I've, I've been called a, uh, I don't know if you like to swear in this podcast, guys, I've been called a fucking narcissist and, and, and all sorts of things and we, you know, we've got a bit of an anti-capitalist culture and things like that going on. And um, I, I think the more you do it and the more abuse you get, the more you do develop a thicker skin. Um, but again, it, it's like anything, the only way to get better at something in terms of confidence or resilience or anything is to, to do it and to do it, uh, do it repetitively. And, and, and another sort of point I'd make for the listeners while it's in my head is I, I see a lot of people coming out all guns blazing with their social media and you, you start to notice them because they're everywhere. And the, I suppose it's, it's perhaps down to this get rich quick culture that we seem to live in. Because after three months of posting consistently, they've not had any investors or um, their, their traction's not going up as much as they would like it to, they stop. And then they might start again after another six weeks and then start, you know, or, or, or they might withdraw completely. And one of the things that I, and I've seen many people within this short three and a half period, I've seen many people that I, I thought were going to be successful just fall off a cliff. But by continually doing it, it's, it's like the compound effect by Darren Hardy that it, it can't get, um, yeah, there, I suppose it sounds like we've achieved a lot in three and a half years, but it never seemed like that at the time. You know, you're, we're always, you know, I don't care what anyone says, we're always comparing ourselves to other people. There's always someone that's uh, got more money, got more property, someone that's more attractive or more confident or better at running or whatever it is we're focusing on at that point. So, so it's about keeping in your own lane and it's about taking that, just putting one step in front of the other every single day because there's days you will not feel like it. And there's been days in this three and a half years where my depression's been really bad. You know, it's not like you can go from being in the fetal position, struggling to leave the house to just be absolutely fine. That, that's a complete fallacy. There's been days where my depression's been so bad that it's been a real challenge to get out of bed. But I have got out of bed, and on those days, success might just have been brushing my teeth, getting out of my pyjamas and doing one social media post. But it's about taking baby steps on the days where you really, really don't want to, when your deal's fallen through, when your investor's backed out, when everything's just gone to shit, when you've got family drama going on, when you just feel like throwing in the towel and getting a job. There are the days that by taking the smallest of sex, they're, they're the really successful days because you need those, you need to bank those days in order to, um, you know, amass real wealth or real success and whatever you're trying to achieve. Yeah, totally, totally get that. I think I, I like to put it in a way of that in a year's time, I'll thank myself that I started today or I'll thank myself that I pushed myself through this day. And I see it in the groups. I see people struggling and it, it, it's very important to just keep going. It's important to just take those steps and keeping going doesn't mean, oh, I'm going to go and do 20 viewings or I'm going to go and get so many investors. It's just about what you said, taking those steps. Yeah, so I, I totally get it. And I think social media is good. 
um whether you like it love it hate it um it's one of those things that you you need to do because otherwise you're going to stumble your growth um so i think it's very important but i know you mentioned it earlier you got four million within a year mm. do you is is the has it improved every single part of your business? Because you've got you, you break it into four, don't you? So you've got your podcasting, your public speaking, your um, property investor, and then your entrepreneurship with with everything else. Do you think it's improved everything? Well, you need you, you need money to be able to do deals, don't you? It's it's as simple as that. But you know what's really interesting, guys, is it? it so at the start, I, when I say at first it was like okay, now I'm kind of more omnipresent but at the time I needed to just master one platform the sole intention was to go out there and to, to raise finance and I didn't particularly do it in the traditional way that we're taught on on courses um, I, I very much put my own spin on it but I realized very quickly that my passion and purpose is actually about so much more than property um, my, my passion and purpose is um, it's, it's speaking my truth, it's telling people, you know, it's speaking about mental health, it's, it's inspiring other people who are going through hard times. I mean, I, I just had a message last night from somebody on one of my posts, I was speaking quite candidly about depression, saying that they were um, suicidal, they were, they, they, were, they were going to kill themselves, and they've read my post and it's inspired them to keep going. I mean... That's four million pounds when you're on a property podcast people want to hear the nuts and bolts and things but no bullshit here that that is success to me and relationships are my highest form of currency it's, it's something that I say on a daily basis um and I'm in this you know for the long game and I, I said to you when I set up my podcast really it was because of the lockdown situation it was because I was missing being out and about and meeting the energy of, of chatting to people which is something um, that I, I kind of need, I thrive on, I, I love that. So when I set up the podcast, I was really surprised you, and I know you, you were just saying exactly the same thing. I was really surprised at how receptive great people were to coming on my podcast. So perhaps it'd be a bit of a, a limiting belief on my part. But I, it's all about fishing in a different pond to everyone else, because although it was never my intention, my, my, you know, I do have a property segment now on my podcast, which is relatively new, but really it's about high performance people that can share their trials and tribulations and, and you know, the, the mindset and everything else around that. But by default, some of those clients, some of those guests have, have ended up becoming clients because it goes back to the point you made earlier. It's not what you know, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. But when I say relationships are the highest form of currency, I'm not actually talking about onboarding people's clients. I'm talking about when you're around people that have been at the top of their game, whether it's, you know, I've had Ricky Hatton, the boxer, I've just had lunch with, so, so here's a great example, Joe Foster, the founder of Reebok, he came on my podcast, a fabulous guy. We've just taken that relationship offline because that was done over Zoom. He was living in the south of France and we've met them in Manchester and had a, had a lunch with him and his wife and we'll, we'll, you know we've arranged to do another one now that that's got nothing to do with property investment or anything like that but when you're continually around great people and I don't just mean millionaires and billionaires but like I say whether it's a boxer whether it's you know 
anyone who's I've had uh, Mark Ormrod who was the uh, first triple amputee that we've had in this country since the first world war who's you know turned his pain into to power it's a phenomenal story and he, he's now got all these golds at the Invictus Games he's jumped out of planes he's doing to raise all this money for charity he's, he's like a performance coach himself it's to get around these phenomenal people it's the best personal and professional group that I can ever get and when you're listening to this kind of language continually, it elevates you as a person, which then I truly believe elevates your business. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, totally. And I think you hit the nail on the head there by saying you don't want to, yes, it is about success, but it's not really about success. It's not about adding success. It's about adding value. And I think that's really important. Um, and same with your your network. When they say your network is your net worth, your network isn't. You don't go hanging around with millionaires or whatever. You hang around with people that are inspirational, people that have given back already. Uh, I'm a massive believer in the law of reciprocity, so I give out and I try and help as many people as possible. And I don't expect anything back from them, but I know that people are listening in and watching me, and, and maybe in the future they'd want to want to invest as well. Uh, and that's what happened with Neville Wright because I um, I did some stuff with dyslexic children when I worked on the Red Arrows. Um, and I use Neville Wright as a, a story for them to inspire them. And I told Neville about it. And that's why Neville has agreed to come on my show. So, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Um, I think you've got to immerse yourself in, in successful people, around successful people, because you can see what they're doing. It inspires you. Even, even without knowing, you can get inspired. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's very important to note that, that get, get out there, get speaking to people and start inspiring yourself with with what they're doing or just the way that they do business i think it's you you're never going to see this in a business plan but the more that i have given without expectation the more we've got it back in abundance whether you want to call that the universe law of attraction um you know that that's not for me to see but that's been my personal experience and the 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 really important part of that is giving without expectation you know, and, and sadly, you, you see, there, there's a lot of this, right, well, I'll do this for you, but what am I going to get in return? And I don't know, they, they're not really the kind of people that I resonate with. No, and you can see them getting frustrated as well after a few weeks that they're really coming to try and leverage you for something, which I don't mind. I'm happy to help anybody out, but just just don't get frustrated. We're here. Um, but that, again, I, th I think that goes back to the culture. So when we were talking earlier about you put your head above, above the parapet, I think it's a culture thing. And I think it's just about understanding that people will come and, and try and knock you. It's just human nature. And it's a culture for social media. But these people that wouldn't normally, to your face, say anything nasty, they'd actually be quite nice. But they feel that they need to say something. They need to say something that's negative. And I've had it. I've had it as well. I mean, I've put a couple of posts on social media. And people have, have said uh, that I was patronising. Um, until they read the comments and it was nothing patronizing at all. It was about somebody else not understanding what I was doing. And they started trying to lecture me and I didn't say anything at all, but they told me that I was patronizing because I went out to try and educate somebody. I've not even spoken to this person, not even tried to educate them. And I just think it's the culture at the time. And it's something that people have just got to shake off. You do. And, and something that I, again, I'm quite passionate about is that your business can only grow at the same extent that you do. And, uh, you know, if you're not constantly working on yourself, then comments like that can derail you. You can start getting in your own head. You can start second guessing yourself. 
which is taking you away really from what you're trying to achieve. But that's easier said than done. And, and that is probably why I do spend more time talking about this stuff than I do about our property deals. Yeah, yeah, well, I think it's important stuff. I do think mindset is really important. Uh, personally, I've, I've started reading lots of books, um, rereading some of the older books that, uh, that inspired me uh, and just following the people that, uh, uh, for me, it's just my opinion, that their work ethic and the way that they add value aligns with mine. And I think it's really important. Going, going on that subject, who's inspired you the most? Oh, great question. The, the best book I've ever read, and probably the one I've drawn the most inspiration from, has been um, David Goggins, Can't Hurt Me. Um, he's, he's a badass US ex-seal, um, ex and he's done some crazy stuff, ultra running and things, and he's, he's hard as nails, and whilst I'm not trying to replicate what, what he does, I mean, he's, he's like, he's crazy. There was just a lot of things in that book that they actually got me through quite a difficult time. Uh, and, and he talks about cookies, you know, like throwing yourself a cookie. And he, he can, I've thrown myself cookies when I've been in my dark days. It's like, come on, just, just get out of bed. Just, just, just get out of bed. Just, just right. Just brush your teeth. Come on, just if you do nothing else today, just brush your teeth. Now I'll brush my teeth. Well, you brush your teeth. Why not just stick some joggers on? You know, you don't need to do anything else. And this is how I'm sort of talking to myself. And then I get my joggers on. Well, you've got your joggers on. Why not just brush your hair? Go on, you might as well. And like, it, I mean, that might sound ludicrous to anyone who's not experienced that. So the, the reason I'm mentioning that is because when you say Goggins, people will think, oh, right, yeah, you want to go and do an ultra marathon or the Marathon de Sabs or go and run 100 miles with three days notice like Goggins did on broken legs and stuff like that. That's absolutely not what I'm saying, although it definitely does inspire you to, to look after your, your, your physical health. Uh, but yeah, that, that book, I, I thought, I mean, I must have read it five or six times. It's, it's fantastic. But I mean, I mean I'm, I'm inspired by most people I meet. I take something from it. It doesn't need to be people that are further down the path necessarily. I truly believe we can learn from everyone. And, and again, it's, it's not, it's about keeping it real. It's hard not to get inspired as well with doing what I do. I mean, oh my God, like I, I, I just wish I'd start podcasting sooner, guys, because it's how can you not get inspired? And you're going to find this. If you're recording a podcast every week with people that inspire you, it's just, it's, it's, it's absolutely, it's just brilliant. And, and some of the conversations that I've had are, they're not the ones that you would expect. And some of my best performing podcasts have not been necessarily the most popular names. It's, it's really strange, really strange how you strike up friendships with when you put out your authentic self. So this, this is another thing I'd encourage people to do. And it does take a level of confidence. There's a lot of talk about being your authentic self. It's like, well, what, what does that actually mean? I, it takes time. It really does take time if you've got nerves, if you've got self-doubt, if you're lacking in confidence. But and I'm not I'm not suggesting people go out to, to be controversial or disruptive just for the sake of it. But if you've got something you believe in, um, or just don't be scared to be you, because there's been times where I've said things and afterwards I've thought, oh, should I be saying that? You know, like talking about the just going a little bit political here, you know, I, I think vaccine passports are, are absolutely deplorable. And you put something like that on social media, it's going to be very, very divisive. 
But you know, some of the relationships of the back I built off the back of saying my honest opinion, some great people, some like, the, you know, in, in the business world, I'm talking about multi, multi-millionaires reaching out to me and saying, I've got nothing but respect for the line that you've taken. More people need to have the confidence to speak up. And that's just one example. I've just used that because that was actually quite a recent one. But that was something that, you know, a lot of people would steer clear of because we're advised to um, stick to our lane. So I'm just saying, you know, I don't have a lane. I'm just me, you know. No, I think it's important, yeah, um, especially staying true to yourself. Uh, and like what you said at the start, it's about growing. Um, and and I, I believe you, you're never too old to grow into the person that you, you're meant to become. So it is a journey. Um, it is about being true. It's about being letting people know the truth of the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, yeah, so thank you for sharing that. Um, Going off on who inspires you, have you got any trainers or mentors that you that have you followed and you thought these are amazing and this is why I've taken it? Yeah, so when I did my property training, like I say, property training wasn't really something I'd ever, I'd ever really heard of. Um, ironically, it was, so it was my husband. We, we have another business partner as well. My husband's called Mark and so is our other business partner. Um, and they, um, it's just very law of attraction, but a bit of a, funny story really my business so our business partner's cousin had um started following these two guys in Scotland and had went to do their property training he was already uh, hugely successful he was um he already had a very um well-established stonemasonry company uh, he got like a an award from the um Prince of Wales and all sorts of stuff he'd been out in Dubai working on you know big things for sheets all this kind of thing so when he came back from the training and had his mind blown, he's like, you need to do this. They both like their ears pricked up and he thought, right, okay. Started following um, Paul and Billy uh, from, from Property Protégé. And um, they, they were booked to do it. And they, they were basically doing these sort of, I don't know if you call them webinars or like Facebook Live, little, little mini series. And um, it just happened to be on. Mark had it on the Apple TV, it was on the kitchen telly. And again, they were, um, Billy, who, who's a, a very good friend of mine to this day, I still work very closely with him, was talking about the, the Tony Robbins, you know, something's humanly possible, then it's within your reach. Now, you know, I'm, I'm there post-neal depression, probably about three stone heavier than I am now, self-esteem is on it, it's ours. And I'm sort of listening to this, at first I'm thinking, what would be crap? And the more I'm listening, the more I'm thinking, well, why not me? Um, and yeah, I ended up sending them a message and in the end it ended up being Mark and I that went, not the other Mark. And uh, yeah, I, I never really looked back since, but I've got many mentors, many, many mentors. Uh, I work closely with um, Rob on personal brand and marketing, Rob Moore. Um, I've been in Nick James's Seven Figure Mastermind for the last 18 months, two years, something like that. Um, I, I, and I, I go to a lot of in-person events. I've been to like the, the Grant Cardone 10X tour. And I've been to, to see Robert Kiyosaki, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You know, I go to like the, the expert empires. I listen to like Tom Billiou and, um, you know, Ed Milet and people like that. And, you know, yeah, I just can't really get enough of, of that world. But, but you mentioned Neville, you know, I, I know Neville and his wife, Marilyn, very well. I had him on my podcast and the, the, they've become friends of ours. And every time I meet Neville, there's always 
there's always a golden nugget. There's always something to inspire. I mean, anyone who's got a hundred million pound property portfolio and sold their business for 70 million, you know, Kitty Care, the biggest number one nursery retailer in the UK, um, you know, you, when they talk, you, you're going to listen. Yeah, he's a phenomenal guy. Um, I really look up to Neville, but I think it's been brilliant. Okay, mindful of the time. Um, thank you very much for, for being on my podcast. I've got one final question. And what does your brightest skies look like? And by that, I mean, what is your perfect life? Oh, fabulous question. It's quite so I actually have been prepared for that because I ask everyone, what is your mission? So, yeah, what, what would I look like? What, what am I looking for? My, my perfect world is um, having, having the true autonomy, which we've not got, to really live life on your terms. I'd like to have different properties in different countries. I'd like to uh, be able to travel freely, um, pandemics aside. I'd like to be able to leave a legacy for my children. But really, I'm, I'm, I want to... It's not about how much money we have in the bank. I mean, I've, I've got some crazy goals, guys. One of the goals I've got is I want to be involved in the first hotel in space. And that's, that's something I'm, I'm adamant that will happen. You know, when you look at what's happening just now with Elon Musk and Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos, it's, um, it's, I find it really motivational. But really to, to continue with the public speaking and impact people's lives on a one-to-many basis. Yeah, amazing. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing your space hotel. <laughs> it's going to happen. Right. Thank you very much for inspiring us all. Um, you've achieved some amazing things. Uh, for those who haven't um, subscribed yet, sub make sure you subscribe to my podcast, Brighter Skies podcast. Make sure you subscribe to Ellie's On A Mission podcast. Uh, thank you very much for listening. And thank you very much, Ellie, for agreeing to be on my podcast. My pleasure. I wish you all the success with it, Gaz. Thank you. for listening to the brighter skies podcast we hope you enjoyed the show to find out more about the work that gary does please visit his website brighterskiesproperties.com and if you enjoyed this podcast then please leave a rating and review on the platform where you heard it thanks for listening and see you next time